0: We are going to use right now we're going to come up with our operational definition because we have to find a common language and semantics, right. and then we begin to look at ethics in the same way what how can we find commonalities to begin with mm. you know we know that this is a big part of the work of the world economic Forum, and we you know it's right those are the kind the u n unesco those are all the big organizations. There are big, huge meetings about this at places like The Hague where they're, uh, you know, they're really debating how will, how can we find commonality so that we can yeah. find some way to regulate this runaway train, which is what feels like a runaway train sometimes.
1: Hello and welcome to Chasing Leviathan. I'm your host, PJ Weary, and I find myself here today with uh Marisa Zalabak, a founder of Open Channel Culture. She is an educational psychologist, adaptive leadership coach, TEDx, and keynote speaker, researcher, author, facilitator, and AI ethicist. As a coach and consultant for adaptive leadership and organizational culture, she focuses on human potential, sustainability, and essential skills for the emerging future. Marisa currently serves as a co chair of a committee expanding global AI ethics education with IEEE.org, the world's largest professional organization advancing technology for humanity. She is a contributing author of IEEE's recommended standards for the ethical design of artificial intelligence, as well as a co-author of proposed approaches for transdisciplinary collaboration in the development and mobilization of ethical AI. She's a member of MIT's ULAB with a presenting Presencing Institute, co-creation innovation labs, building capacity in programs and action research worldwide to support societal innovation. And she also serves on multiple global leadership teams for the advancement of the UN sustainable developmental goals and peacemaking. You can learn more about her work at openchannelculture.com. And she can be reached personally at mzalabak at openchannelculture.com. Marisa, thank you so much for coming on today.
0: Welcome. That was a lot to
1: chew on. Uh, That's fine. I I love it. Uh, It really gives it. I mean, it's amazing the breadth of what you do. Um, And so today, like obviously, there's a lot we could talk about. And one of the things that when we had a kind of a pre-podcast phone call was what topic to to discuss. but we kind of both came to the conclusion that what is most clear, um, for some reason, the the title Clear and Present Danger kept coming up in my mind, (laughs) but it's not necessarily a danger, right? But um, what are the clearest ethical dilemmas and problems that we are facing in the uh, AI world today?
0: Well, um, there are a lot. Um, Yeah. And one of the things I really want to keep uh I remind myself as often as I can to keep circling back to mm. is that this is coming with something that is very exciting and wonderful, right. And yeah. it's, it, when I first got involved, it's IEEE, by the way, which is just, you know, I had no clue either. When that makes my out.
1: life so much so easier. Much easier. That... <laughs> I, I think I said four E's the first time. Yeah, but it's I, all
0: good. It's all good. The thing is, I didn't know about it either. Yeah. I'm not an engineer. It's an engineering organization. I have seen
1: it before. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just never talked to anyone about it. But yes, go ahead.
0: (laughs) Well, the thing is, what they—they are—it's a huge organization, right? It's the largest Mm. professional organization of engineers in the world, right? The thing is that they do multiple things, and one Mm. of the things that I got recruited for and became part of was uh, a committee developing recommended standards for the design of AI related to human well-being. Mm. So, for example, if I'm going to have a flying car, which has its benefits, right? I mean, we can talk about the downsides, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But if it's benefits, what are the ethical considerations that we have mm. really taken and considered? You know, what, what are the considerations? What are the, what are the legal ramifications? One of the one of my favorite phrases when you I began working on this stuff was intended and unintended users.
1: Right. Oh, users. Okay, that was not where I thought that was going, but yeah.
0: Intended and unintended users. So you know, recently we've had these situations with. I mean, I don't want to point out Tesla, Tesla, but it's just an example. Recently, we've got an example where their self-driving capabilities found that they're not stopping the stop line. Stop signs, right? As, as much as they need to be. Sure. Well, one would say they would need to always. So the thing is that the intended user, who's the person driving that car, or even yeah. the passengers, yeah. you could say is, an, is an, arguably an intended, sure. to, to intended user. But the, if it's children driving in the car, they are not intended users. They, they were brought into the car by someone else. Right. If the person who might be harmed by the mm. car going through a stop sign, yeah, becomes in a sense an unintended victim. Yes. Right? And then there are people who are involved in it in all kinds of other ways and peripheral ways. So the thing is that it gets it. It can be exhausted, and it is exhausted. To go yes. through the, there's an iterative process, a repeating process. Mm -hmm. When you are considering, when a person is considering the design of of something, of an autonomous machine, that's really a a more appropriate term. It's autonomous intelligence systems. Okay. AIS. And most people don't use that term, but it really is kind of a more accurate term.
1: I was going to ask you this, so uh, and I'd love for you just to, if you could take a quick detour, because I was going to ask, when we're talking about AI today, it's important to differentiate. I've done a little bit in machine learning. I do code. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was looking at doing machine learning, and I realized I didn't have time between <laughs> but, uh, homeschooling my kids and running a digital marketing agency. But uh, I do know a little bit of the different kinds. So we're not talking about like general intelligence. That's not something that you're focused on.
0: No, and in right. fact, well, it, it's something we will eventually be, and because the thing is, right. even with general intelligence, we're going to talk about there is design that's being yes. that's coming into place, right? And they are once we get into general intelligence, then we really yes. are talking about autonomous systems
1: right right yeah yeah so i for our okay. users uh general and or users wow i'm already lapsing into code speak no uh for our listeners uh general intelligence is that idea of what most people think of when they think of ai which is the talking robot that passes the turing test and can do all the human things right wow. what we're talking about yes exactly <laughs> uh, uh one of the more disturbing uh iterations right But the um Yes. Uh, you know, iRobot, all those kind of considerations. Whereas, honestly, AI is present in our lives right now at that machine learning level, at this autonomous, you know, uh, level. Um, so I just wanted to clarify that so that people knew what we were talking about. Yes. Phones, uh, Netflix. Like, I mean, every time you get a recommendation, there's not some person sitting behind a screen somewhere. That's that's AI. So. Uh, and think about how often we get <laughs> recommendations now, so uh, yeah, just to give people a little bit of that scope. Uh, and,
0: I, and I think that uh, I think the, the film "Social Dilemma" did an extraordinarily good job. Mm. of really revealing uh, that what has happened right by yeah. people's engagement by our engagement with artificial, artificial with in, intelligent system, yes. right? and artificial autonomous intelligence systems. yes yeah. facebook instagram yeah by our engagement we are engaging with it so people go i don't have anything to do with ai and you're like well yeah you do <laughs> and, right so are you using your gps yeah you do right so the thing is it's the degrees to which and when mm. uh, one of the reasons I find myself in a particularly good position, i don't know if good is the word, mm. but an important position to, for myself in this is that I was somebody who did not was not i was not somebody who did machine learning or mm. coding or any of those things I was somebody who a i was like really.
2: Yeah yeah yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And so, and it's relatively new for me. I, so, right. I ended up being in the right place at the right time and asking the right questions.
1: Yeah, and tell us a little bit about that. You told the story to me, but I think yeah. it's, it's good for our, our listeners to understand it. And uh, we'll, we'll move from there. But I, I think that yeah. story is very helpful.
0: Well, I ended up going to a conference on AI for social good. And there are tons. There are some amazing things. There's A- there are AI programs, AIS programs that re- reduce human trafficking, that clean the yeah. oceans. There's something called the Crisis Hotline, which has uh, which is in, posted in every most schools across the country, and in fact in the U.S. and in fact and saved at this point. I mean, when I first got introduced, they had saved something like 36,000 lives. That was several years ago already. So they are using AIS as a triage system for young people who are in distress.
2: Mm. And
0: it is a brilliant. It's a combination of it's a beautiful marriage of the AIS system assisting um, human beings
2: Mm.
0: who will get. Got these people, right? Somebody who's texting in crisis, but if we're receiving hundreds and thousands of those a day, which we are,
2: yes, yes, can't
0: staff that. It's not with qualified enough staff. So, what we do, right? So, what they have done, not we, but what they have done is they have a system that triages, like these are the flags, and they know the flags (laughs) in tone of a text
2: were wow.
0: okay. letters used and their accuracy yes. is pretty high and what yeah. happens is they that system that initial system flags who mm-hmm. needs to be sent to the next level and that's right. going to be another system and then eventually very quickly it goes to human a panel of human beings who are reading these yes and eventually yes. responding to them and eventually asking the person, do you want help? Mm. And they and are able to then make that happen in real time. So it, to me, that's kind of one of the best demonstrations of AIS that I know. Right? Yes. Um, and... I th- yeah. I mean, I to me, that's like, and when I, I, and I'm watching this stuff and I'm seeing, it, and I, I was watching A.I. system. This one, it was amazing about sure controlling sounds in a hospital so that you can heal because you know, all those horrible beeping sounds, right? Oh to, yeah. To kind of ameliorate that anyway. So those were great. The thing is person sitting next to me, I said, what do you do? And they, they were at IEEE. And ah. I said, and saying, well, we're working on AI ethics. And I said, well, who's ethics? Right. That was the first question. And then I asked right. a series of questions. And because I asked those kinds of questions, that's how I got invited. That plus the fact that I'm a psychologist. So I was coming from the perspective. I'm also an educational psychologist. So not just from, right. and it's not to do a little bit, you know, it's not to make that any smaller. It's coming from the human consideration perspective as well as a pedagogical. How are we going to teach this or how are we going to communicate this? So that's how I got involved. But because I was not somebody (laughs) who had a previous love affair with AI. Yes. I had a lot of, I was able to provide questions that were very valuable in the process. Um, Right. Yeah. I thought of yeah, A.I. And it, as being like Dr. No. Right. Like for anybody who's old enough to know what that is, it's like, you know, it was kind of like that was, you know, it was like the evil villain who's running the big machine, so. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, kind of. I mean, I think a lot of people think of Skynet, right? Like mm-hmm. that's the initial, yes. Even as you're talking about uh, uh, an A.I.S. handling... Uh, A crisis hotline I know some people would have that immediate reaction You know I haven't like Shouldn't they you know if someone's in trouble Shouldn't they immediately deal with a human But if they're texting One they're not going to necessarily be able to tell the difference And what people don't realize Is like well don't they miss some people If humans were handling the text messaging Which to be honest what would Be more likely to happen is they would miss them Because they don't have time But then the other side of it is that humans would miss Flagging the correct ones too Right. Whereas you can continually get better with the AI and then pass on the problematic ones. Because this is the truth is that when dealing with any kind of open phone number like that, you're going to have (laughs) you're going to have crank calls. Right. You're going to have kids who are just like, hey, what's up? You know, and it's like, you know, has a small conversation with them and then maybe figure something out. And so I I think uh, just providing that kind of context um, that a lot of times when we talk about the error with, you know, so for instance, with, with Tesla, the stop sign thing's a big deal. And they're going to, of course, fix that. But the the truth is, I can't tell you how much worse drivers have gotten in the last 10 years. I think everyone knows, right? I can't tell you. I mean, if I drive 40 minutes, I guarantee you I will see at least two people with their head down, looking at their phone, just driving on the highway. Yeah. And, and, you know, fact, like... The,
0: yeah, well, it's an interesting yeah. thing. I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's an interesting no, thing. No, no, no. I just read this morning. Yes, I'll say, it was the Post or the Times. Um, they have now. There's studies coming out, you know, because there's many psychological studies of the effects of COVID, right, uh, and, mm. the, and the pandemic. But that um, the cycle that there has been a societal effect in that uh, accidents, vehicle accidents, have risen exponentially. And one of the reasons that they're attributing it to is there is a social distancing. There's like people aren't people aren't considering where somebody else is. People are not right. as socially not that people were horribly socially, I mean, fantastically socially aware <laughs> before. It's but they're less. Yeah. And that yeah. is there's a detachment, a so societal yeah. detachment. And that, that that they are attributing because they're, they're they've been looking at the reasons, right? Like what was happening in that accident, and they're finding that that is one of the that's a a consequence, which in mm. fact might be a place that AIS could help.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I, I I before we get too far, I did want to talk about this because um, you mentioned things like uh the social dilemma and you talked about unintended users and i had just seen um a study presented in a video a youtube video where uh, i think it was the washington post but i could get i could be getting it wrong but a couple of reporters did a double blind test on how fast uh to get to graphic and uh hate crime content on tiktok um and it's actually not very hard. And what people don't understand is you don't have time to go through every single video that's posted up. You can't compete, right? It's too big. So they rely on users reporting and on some basic AI uh, filters that it's very difficult. Like, like even people mess up humor. Like, to expect an AI to understand <laughs> humor is, like, not going to work. Um, and it was within 100 videos, which it sounds like a lot, but on TikTok, that's one to two hours. You could get to... Um, brutal anti-Semitism, uh, graphically violent videos, and Nazi symbolism.
0: Well, there's if also, you're, right, I mean, the thing is, there is there's that because it becomes a, it can become a vehicle for hate. It
1: can yeah.
0: become a vehicle for anything that's toxic because yes, you know, people who are determined to do that yes are going to use any means that they can right, and that to yes. me is a it's it's a faster vehicle. Right.
1: Right. Well, and sorry, uh, that's actually not. This is what I wanted to ask about because uh, I have experienced this. I have experienced a few things were popping up, and I'm like, "Oh no!" And what people don't realize is how much the algorithm on TikTok drives it. That's the the AI part of it, and how if you watch something because it's interesting, the algorithm thinks you want to watch more of that in a more extreme way. And so when you talk about unintended users, so I apologize for the length of this question. No, okay. I guess, but it's just like. When you talk about unintended users, I think about like, my, my oldest would look at something and be like, oh, but my youngest, anything aggressive on TV, he immediately gravitates to. He's four. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if he's watching, um, I, I, I don't even know where he comes up with some of this, this stuff. You know, like he's, he's watching like, uh, like Doc McStuffins and like someone pushes somebody and his instinct is not to watch them the whole thing with like, we don't push, you know, he's like, Oh, I push people, you know, he's, he's geared towards aggressiveness. And I know that when we're talking about kids, which TikTok is in a lot of ways marketed at children, that curiosity got like, I mean, as an adult, we know not to watch graphically violent stuff because what it does to us, or we should know, but like, we, we assume responsibility for that. But as an unintended users, um, how do you handle uh Kind of that curiosity from unintended users
0: well, I think that this is where it, the the whole purpose of the education committee that're we're, that we're working on now. Mm-hmm. I mean we're the first we're working we're focusing on engineers because what most people yeah. don't realize, I didn't realize. I thought, of course engineers got AI ethics in school. They do not get AI ethics in school. So no. they will more and more because that's now it's yes. coming into the zeitgeist. So they will. Right. It, it, it hasn't. So the thing is, that's first. The yes. second thing for the committee is really looking at the non-engineers who are not training in schools. Yeah. yeah. Right. you got a making it part of boot got, camps. Right. You got a well. You, nah, forget boot camps. You got a kid in the middle <laughs> of the Sahara. Yeah. Who figured out how to get on, who has now just developed three apps. So, yeah. wh- now, how that's how we- I learned to
1: code. There we go. <laughs> I didn't so take a book. Are, game. Yeah. Right, so,
0: how are we learning, right? How are we reaching those
1: mm. burgeoning
0: engineers, self educated engineers? I mean, that's Steve Jobs. Right. I mean, Steve Jobs didn't, right? And then, right. although he had access before that, but there are many unformally educated, right? Engineers. Yes. Then we reach business people who are producing it and hmm. mobilizing it, Right. who are saying, "Oh, my IT people deal with that," who are not, and then, right. or, my, or my legal team who are not. Right. And then we begin to go to daily users who are adults, and then K through hmm. twelve. And it's a scaffold. This is you know we we yeah. start with the the people who we know are, are wanting to design it in schools. The thing mm. about where you were, i mean, I just circle back to sure. the, the users or unintended users. You know, there was another thing that just recently, there's been several cases because now that's we're going to see more of them, in the metaverse. Right.
2: Yeah. Right? Oh.
0: So the metaverse, what happened recently, uh, there were two cases. One of which was there was a, a woman who was, who was a beta tester for a game. And yeah. in the game, somebody sexually was sexually abusive to her in the wow. game. And while mm. she was watching the game, she was in or in the game in her goggles. She was in the game with her husband and her brother in law, who were actually even watching this, witnessing this happen until they realized what was going on and everybody just got off. And the yeah. response this was I think from Facebook. I'm almost positive. I would mm. have to double check that. Again, I don't want to be liable you know, I don't want to be litigious. <laughs> but the uh was the response from the producer of the game yeah. was, Well, you know, she didn't check off all those safeties she was supposed to check off. She was the beta tester, she didn't check off all those safeties. So it's blaming the victim in this right, right? blaming the target. And I I, I try, yes. try to stay away from uh victim talk, but she they go toward the target, right? Sure. The thing is, we also then, just this, I think it was this week, Mm. uh, there was a case where they talked, there was, it's, it's an adult game, a very much adult content game. Got it. Whatever that, whatever it is. And somebody went, how old are you? Three people showed up and they went, how old are you? And it was three kids who were, one was six, one was five and one was somewhere in that same age and right. they went and it was a thank goodness it was a responsible person who said what are you yeah. doing in here because they reported right. it but they were what are you doing in here and they said where did you get they went i my i got my i got my mom's goggles <laughs> <laughs> because oh, <sorry>. you know <laughs> the smart 5 year old the smart 6 year old yes. is going to do that oh yeah
1: oh i my son um learned the combination to the iPad without asking me. I think he was like sneakily watching me and he bought, he rented a couple of videos on Amazon prime. So now we have to watch Lego Batman at some right. point. Like
0: <laughs> there, there are lots of consequences. Right. And, and there, yeah. th- these are both very serious consequences. And then there are lighter consequences, mm. but some of them feel like lighter consequences and are not so much. For example, mm. To me this is a it is a big deal. Um we have very small children ordering an adult woman's voice around. Alexa, get me that. Right. Alexa, pick up my clothes. Alexa, open the door. Mm. Alexa Siri. It's all women's voices. It's all adult women's voices.
2: That's the default, right? right. Yeah.
0: So, right, and we don't think about that. The thing is, when we go, well, what can we do about that? Well, we can. We are the consumer. Yeah. We are the consumer. And as a business person, any business people listening, as a business person, I guarantee that there are several things in your business mm. that you may use that you haven't thought about those things. Right. And... And it's not to say, it's not saying blame because who knew, right. right? Like, I didn't know. How did I, like, I haven't thought about that, right? Most people will go, right. I haven't even thought about that. Yep. So it's not about blame. It's the idea of, it's like bias, right? You're we all are, mm. are bias. But once we learn about our bias, we go, oh, well, now I have a choice. <laughs> I can either continue on that bias with that operating from that bias. Or I can decide I'm going to do something else. And that's where we, people really, people have gotten complacent. There's a a term, Mm. there's a term in, uh called, um, what is it? It's the, I'm going to give it a second. It's the, it's a paradox. It's a paradoxical term. Um, Like pleasure paradise. Anyway, I'll think of it a second. My I'm, my brain just went empty. The, go ahead and explain the no, concept. Maybe so I can wait, help you. So the idea is the idea is that we push a button, mm. even though we know it's not good. People, after watching Social Dilemma, after <laughs> watching other things, go, "I know I shouldn't right. just press accept, or I know I right. shouldn't do that, but we do it because it's easy. We do right. it because it makes it You know, it's just easier. It just makes my life easier. Right. Right. And so there is a lot of that. And we have gotten to be a very complacent world in a lot of ways.
2: Mm. And then
0: what happens is people get angry after saying, well, so-and-so has taken advantage. And it's kind of like, well, we all do have a responsibility here. Yes. And whether we have exercised it or not, whether or not we don't, and many of us don't perceive that we have a, that we have any power.
2: Right. When we have so much
1: more power than we realize. Yeah.
0: We do. And this is where, you know, what, when we, when we talk about uh, even introducing this into K312, if we can Hmm. give some, if we can give a kid a batch of Legos and say, build a building, Hmm. we can say to that kid, think about who's going to live in that building. You know, if, think about like the Sims games, right? Or any of those. You know, the part of the instructions is not think about the consequences to the people that are right. <laughs> and that could be. Yeah. Because if we if we really began it earlier on, we might. It's not a guarantee because there are people who are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Human nature is going to do what human nature does. You think, and that's true. <laughs> That's true to a certain degree. Also, though, we do we ha, if anybody has ever met a child who has learned about recycling, they know, right? That mm. child, children who learn about recycling become the like recycling police.
1: Right, right. <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> gonna... Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, they get so excited about it. Yeah.
0: And so, if we can begin to. Learn how are we, how are we operating? What responsibility are we taking through the things that we use every day, that we do, that we buy? And especially for people, one of the reasons I love because I'm in a, a leadership coach.
2: Mm.
0: You know, businesses, it's like you are, you are contributing. Right. So, however it is you're contributing, so maybe you're already doing it and it's great. And what more can you do? And knowing that around the, just around the corner, there is going to be an exponential jump in what we Mm. use.
1: Right. Right. I mean, uh, the, we're going to see a huge difference between fake Facebook accounts and fake metaverse accounts, right? Mm -hmm. That's, those are two very different things. Um, Something you said—you were talking about uh, the woman's voice—and immediately, what I thought of was because I've been part of these discussions at a, a lower level in marketing. Is that decision was not made based on should we have a woman's voice? That that decision was made. They did about ten to twenty different voices, and they had customers listen to it, and then they said which one made the customer engage more, which one made the customer happier. Without any regard to what are the ethics of using this particular voice and so the just getting people to understand that to introduce that ethical element is like is this just because everyone likes it or because it this the this draws more people in is it the right thing to do I mean it's like the infinite scrolling thing everyone's switching mm-hmm. over to it because it's effective right I mean mm-hmm. that's slightly different from AI but it is I, it's all these different uh, decisions that are made by effectiveness and what they run into. And you said this about the exponential thing. And this is where I'm curious what the solution is here, because the people who do based on marketing might actually beat out people who do things ethically because it's more about bringing people in. Does that make yes, sense?
0: I think it does. I think that they're you know, I, I refer to myself as a dedicated optimist. Sure. Um, I really am. I philosophically, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a dedicated optimist and I'm not, I, I'm not fond of the, I'm, I'm also not fond of like, uh, of the, um, of the positive toxicity world of positivity <laughs> where we're all, it's all rosy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. No. I mean, to me, that is actually, it requires denial, right? That, sure. that requires a certain level of denial. I understand that if I dumped in the middle of the ocean during a tsunami, it's probably not so good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair point.
0: Right. But if Mm. I and I'm going to look for if I can find because I'm going to believe that I'm going to find a piece of wood that I can hold on to and Mm -hmm. I'm going to get to that shore somehow or I'm going to get to some place where I can be safe because. That, to me, that's dedicated optimism. It's like right. You got to <laughs> try your best. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I yeah, know yeah. I'm in the quicksand. I know I'm in the quicksand. And <sighs> yeah. right, what am I gonna do? So I believe very much there is a place where it will meet. It okay. Can, I believe yeah. It's a, not will. It can. I believe yes. It. To me, yeah, I yeah. feel like you know. I always. I've learned over the years from teaching, and from public speaking. Um, it's always about the invitation. It always comes down to yeah. the invitation, and it's rather than a demand. I mean, I can say, and I can pretty clearly say, and you know, I believe mm-hmm. that we really need to do this. Simultaneously, mm-hmm. I can tell anybody that they need to do something; they're probably not going to. So, <laughs> right? So that's just right, like right. that's human psychology. So yeah. that's human nature. So not just psychology, right? It's on a, a lot of levels, but we. Idea that we people really can mm. be invited to their be- their best selves.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: And I also believe that there are probably there's more best self than worst self in the world. I know it doesn't feel like that mm. a lot of times. But yeah. if I believed otherwise, I don't know if I'd get up in the morning. So <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, right, right.
1: And I, I, I a, love this answer, by the way. Yeah, right. and I, I, have, I think it's a, it's key.
0: Yeah, and I have a daughter, right? I, my daughter is twenty two years old. She's got her whole life in front of her, and I and and her friends and all the children I've. Had, mm. the, I don't even want to call them children, but they are all the young people I've I've taught over the years. You know, I mean, I've been, right. I, you know, I've been, I've been, I've had a career for four decades, so it's like a lot of them are are fully adults, but the. I want them to mm. flourish. I want them to live a life and do those things. So I, to to me, my time is better spent, not mm. in denial, but in saying, right. okay, where are the cracks? Yeah. How can we heal? The, how can we look for what the cracks are telling us?
2: Right. Use What's what, under stress?
0: Right. What's under, and what do we need to get rid of? There are some things we need to just get rid of, right? That's like sometimes the foundation sure. is rotten. So you mm. get rid of the foundation. And sometimes the cracks are just things that tell us what needs to get filled in, right? So, right. I, you know, and I mean, I can be metaf- very metaphoric with this, but it's, I really believe that human beings can do this. And in fact, it's mm. it's the way of the future. You know, mm. this is what you know in at uh, in the Presencing Institute, the MIT's Presencing Institute, Otto Scharmer, They talk a lot about the emergence, right? The emerging future. Mm. We're in the emerging future. It's not like the future's over there. Mm. We're in it right now. Yeah. Right. Okay? And so, what what will we do with this emerging future? I mean, I I often think about um, my mother and my father uh my my mother was born in 1918. My father was born in 1909. Mm. And at 95 years old, watching my mother sit there with an iPad in her hand, going... Looking at <laughs> me like, you've got to be kidding me. It's crazy. <laughs> no, it really you know, is. You know, I in, re- yeah. in, in her lifetime,
2: yeah.
0: they went from... Taking a battery out of a car and putting it into the radio in the house so that you could listen to a radio and taking it back out of the radio to put it into the car. That happened in one person's lifetime.
1: Right, right.
0: Star Trek is happening. She was she was on the iPad having a FaceTime conversation with my daughter. Right. And I'm looking right. at her and she's looking at me like, What are you? And she thought right. it's great. Yeah. She thought it was great, and she was also sitting there going, "And that's going to happen again." I'm going to use I use the word exponential a lot because I think we're just yeah. going to keep having these huge right. leaps. You know, the time yes. it took to go from radio to having or uh, having a phone in the neighborhood to having a phone in your house right? to having
1: a phone in your hand
0: to having a phone in your hand. Yeah. So like all of those things, each one of these things is going to keep jumping. Yeah. And which means that we, we will, we'll need to, we will, I mean, again, I, I really try to stay away from the need, but it's like, I invite people. It's like, consider Right. Mm. We need a little, we, we can be that flexible. We can be, we may not feel like it. But we can be that flexible. And I think the education is part of what to me, for at least for me, and I think this is I, I invite people to consider what I've learned from my own life. I think that's all we can do, right? Is by learning I did not, not didn't mean nothing about AI. But by learning about it and really learning because mm. I went into the deep dive. I went into the deep end of the pool. It, but by really learning <laughs> yeah. about it I
1: had a whole completely
0: different experience.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah I, I'm sorry. Um, I, yeah, yeah, No, no, no. Um, first off, you know, and I, I didn't mean to cut you off in the middle of that. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Such an optimistic answer, and and I appreciate that. And my my original question wasn't meant to be negative. It was just like it's an obvious crack, right? It's like one of those things that we're like looking at, like how. How do we deal with this? Yeah,
0: um, yeah I didn't view it as the, uh, yeah. in any way, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, oh, okay, good. I, bu- <laughs> I, like, I, it being, I love I that optimism. It, right,
0: I viewed it as being <laughs> that is our primal human uh, human response. That's my primal human response, right? So when I yes. when it was like when I first got invited, and it was like. Eh.
1: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, you just have to ask like, okay, this is definitely a problem we have to fix because you do get a competitive advantage. You know, um, uh, I think of uh, the psalmist saying, why do the wicked prosper? You know, (laughs) it's like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. why do the people who are not caring about what the consequences are advancing? Um, Mm -hmm. And that's not always the case. You know, we we have examples of people who are making clear but we have to make that concerted effort. And I think a lot of this, um, that that discussion of acceleration, that discussion of how it's going to be exponentially more. I mean, I, I think about, I remember getting a Facebook account when you had to have a .edu uh, email address, right? And that was 15 years ago. And now Facebook is a dominant force in many people's lives. I'd say the majority of people's lives, you know? And uh, it's such a... Um, and that is, that is an AI thing, right? It's the, the algorithm is, makes a big difference in people's lives. Little tweaks. Uh, Google, very similar. What people search and what comes up. And they make um, they make real decisions and ethical decisions. Uh, and I think that's where, if I could ask you, you know, to go in this direction, you had that initial question that in many ways led to you getting this position. Whose ethics? How do we find that ethic? Um, and how do we find an ethic that works, uh, for the common good, but also establishes common ground. So it's not just like someone's ethic that, Hey, it does work for everybody, but it's one that everyone agrees works for everybody, which are, isn't always the same thing.
0: No. And I thank you for that because, and thanks for redirecting us there, because that's really a huge part of the work of the committee is it's it's an international committee. Yeah. Right. So we've got people in Israel, people in Dubai, people in Africa, people in Japan. people. We've got people all over the world who are in this committee. Considering just that, because we're not only when we begin to consider ethics, we have to consider governance. We have to consider regulations, whose regulations? Because if we're talking about human rights, even what does human rights mean in Russia? What does human rights mean here? What does human rights mean in China? What does human rights mean in South America, depending on which place place in south america yeah <laughs> right. <laughs> right. what does human rights mean in Africa, depending on which place in africa so right. i mean
1: even in even in america you yes. have uh, yes. it's a it's a yeah. volatile ethics, subject
0: yes yeah so when we're this you know as you know as a philosopher discussing ethics. It's always, right? It's, just, <laughs> it's a movable feast.
1: It, it's the easy, it's the easiest type of discussion, always. Yeah. No one yeah, ever gets the, heated.
0: Right. No. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's a movable feast. So the thing is, what a big part of what, for one of the, one of the tenants that we're using, because you know, you have to use through lines, right? Uh, hmm. One of the through lines, or I call it a through line, um, is, Sustainable development, which were really, which was not initially an original part of uh, the committee, but now is more and more because it becomes evident that if you're beginning to discuss human rights, right, if you're going to talk about, like, the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals for the UN, Mm -hmm. human rights are part of that. And so...
1: You would hope so, yes. (laughs)
0: Right. And (laughs) equity and equitable behavior and those things should be part of ethics. One would
1: hope. (laughs)
2: Yes. Right. Right. (laughs) Not
0: assume, but hope. And then we begin, you know, to me, it almost becomes a, um, you know, one of the challenges is not getting lost in the swamp so much of debating which one. Right. To choose. But which ones we can start with? Which right. ones we can agree on? Right? Those are like collaborative agreements, right? So in, in my yeah. work as a, as a leadership coach, right, that's one of the things I do a lot. Spend a lot of time time doing. You know, people start with what we don't want. It's like forget what we don't want. Start with what we want, right? Yeah. And let's build from there. And so, you know, part of our work has been gathering. What First of all, what does AI mean to di- in different places to different people? Because it means different things in different places to different people, just FYI. And then, yeah. and that's just, that's globally, right? So we've right. got all the different, right? Considering all these definitions, we are going to use, right? Now we're going to come up with our operational definition because we have to find a common language and semantics. Right. And then we begin to look at ethics in the same way. What? How can we find commonalities to begin with? Mm. You know, th- we know that this is a big part of the work of the World Economic Forum, and we you know it's right. Those are the kind of the UN, UNESCO. Those are all the big organizations. There, are, there are big, huge meetings about this at places like The Hague, where they're, uh, you know, they're really debating how how can we find commonality. So that we can yeah. find some way to regulate this runaway train, which what feels like a runaway train sometimes. Right. So the it, it constantly goes back to whose ethics? Okay, we said this at this meeting, all right, and anybody else have, right, and then somebody else is going to come in. And we go. All right. Well, we're going to consider that. Everybody's going to consider that. We're going to see what we can come up with that is as common a goal, right? Right. And present that as us understanding that we're also in development on this because right. there is no there is no final expert. I mean, there are people like Stevie Navarocki, who is arguably one of the biggest experts in the field. The, but even he would say that, you know, there are, there are dozens of organizations working on this. And it's, yeah. you know, IEEE is one and it's huge, but there are many hmm. organizations working on this and really wonderful people. You know, that's one of the yeah. other things I try to tell people when they get very depressed about it. It's kind of like, there's actually a lot of people
1: working on this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. But, so, Working very hard. Yes. yes. <laughs>
0: but so, But I love the question of who's ethics, and that is one we have to continually come back to.
1: Mm.
0: Because also and something I- that I might have thought ethical was, was ethical yesterday. How are we right. seeing it now, right? Yeah. And we know... Yeah, as new we-
1: information comes in, as blind spots are revealed i'm sorry continue
0: no it, well the thing is and we know this like in biomedical and biomedical ai right so the things that are saving people's lives can also be used nefariously so what are the things can you give me be- an
1: example of that i'm sorry i i can't think of one off the top of my head but maybe i don't want to know but still
0: <laughs> well we can do gene editing Gene editing, uh, be, yeah. gene editing could save a child's life. Yeah, and gene editing could also do some really messed up stuff. Right, right. There's a, there are many, there are many,
1: many. Yes, many. yes. I, I have. I don't. Uh, I think it's Francis Fukuyama. I read his book on you know this idea of we could we could end up in a world if we're not careful where rich people are literally editing their kids to be. More advanced at different things than the, and like, I mean, imagine the poor and rich divide, but but at a genetic level. Right, because right? so they have access of, to these technologies. Right? And the
0: transhuman, there's a whole argument about transhumanism, which I will not go right. into today because transhumanism. <laughs> I just, the thing is, transhumanism is a whole thing. That's like Martine yeah. Rothblatt's work, which is amazing, yeah. amazing. Yeah. She, Martine was the you know she was the inventor of Sirius SX or the founder of Sirius SX. Right, um, but you know, she, it, and Hanson Robotics that does amazing stuff. Yeah. And then, But there's a lot of different people who are in moving in a direction of transhumanism that is a whole...
1: What, you don't have another layers. two hours?
0: <laughs> it's, and there's all, it's also, you know, it really, then we really, there's a, there's so many belief systems that come into play. Right, right. right. And, and now you're there's you cross over into religion. You cross right. <laughs> you cross. There's a lot. There's a lot of so stuff many there.
1: metaphysical questions. Yes. Right, no.
2: right, so, right, so we can have like
0: pull that down. Knee, right. And and I think it's and I think it's really fascinating. I, I used yeah. to my reaction used to be, oh my god, no. <laughs> and now I go, hmm. What do I think right. about that? Because. Right it's changing what I believe is changing what I think is changing um, yeah what I value uh has not in many right. ways right the values my values are kind of embedded in my beliefs in different places although i have i yeah. have some values have risen higher to the top right um but I think that this question of whether it is ethical is what we want. I. I really wish we could get more people talking about all the time. I mean, I know it's that's yeah. like every philosopher's dream is to like have a, a world where people go, "What do I think about that? Like, what do we right? think about that? Because wouldn't you, I mean?"
1: I mean, that's why I ha- I'm having you here on the show. Right. I mean, that's why I'm doing this show. I think it's uh, I, I wanted to talk about this just so that people start asking these questions. So thank you again for coming on. I mean, I just think this is so essential.
0: Oh, and I know well this is also how it works. You know, you have brain lateral slides. It's the privacy paradox. Mm. When I was talking before oh, yes. about the paradox. I, talk, I have, I have like brain. I have like lateral slides. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but people private,
1: wanting to press the but uh, press the button. People Go ahead. wanting
0: to press the button and give up their privacy. Yeah. And if you said, "Do you know you gave up your privacy?" They would say yes. If they were being honest, they would say yes.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: But I did it because it was kind of easier right now
1: i wanted the article so i accepted all the cookies i accepted (laughs) all the cookies
0: the thing is the thing is i've done (laughs) it we've all done it and i think when we can take you know we can kind of take the finger pointing out of Mm. it and we can take Mm. right blame out of it and start saying okay we all do it now what do we want to do right if we know that we're all dumping garbage in the street and that the streets are becoming unlivable, mm. I know we've all been doing it, but do we really want to be doing that or do we want to make a change, right? And I think mm. that people, when invited to their best selves, again, I know it's very optimistic of me, but I really believe that, um, yeah, yeah, will, can, not always will, but can. Uh, can change. I think people can, you know, and, it, and maybe it's not even a change. Maybe it was there all along. They just weren't, it wasn't rising mm. to the surface.
1: You know, this reminds me yes. so much. I just had a conversation with Dr. Lewis Gordon uh, like uh, a week ago. And uh, we were talking about uh, his book, Fear of Black Consciousness, and it's on uh, racism. But the solution was very similar your your discussion of it is uh, of these difficult societal problems that we don't know how to wrestle with is very sim- similar and it was one just committing to a better future is really important and so being like and that's the way he talked about it was committing to the future for you you say dedicated optimist but it's a, very similar and the idea of opening up possibilities and not just shutting things down and so when you're faced with a difficult question opening up possibilities and inviting people to be better. I mean, that's what he talked about. He uh, was a professor in Indiana and uh, he would walk in and it, he was often the first black person, uh, this is that many of the students had seen and some students would immediately walk out but some students would stay and they would talk to him and they'd say, wow, I never, I've never talked to a black person before. I thought it was supposed to go like this but it's going like this. And so it's not, it's not Will but it can. And when and if you get enough can, you can solve these problems in meaningful ways. Yeah. Not completely, not perfectly, but in meaningful ways. Well, I and also...
0: So, uh, I hear, yeah. And I'm starting to... You know, it's, it, it's funny that you mentioned that because so much of my training was in doing yeah. social equity and racial equity trainings. I used to facilitate mm. those. Right. And that was where I learned... Better skills mm. at having ethical conversations, because that's what it comes. Those kinds of conversations, when we're talking about our biases, when we're talking about our stereotypes, fears, are the way our brains and our our hearts operate. People come. There's so much defensiveness because people are terrified they'll be they'll be wrong.
2: Right. right?
1: What what happens if we were wrong? Well, you know... that's Well, I mean, that's actually, it's so interesting. I I have grown a lot in my own life, grew up independent, fundamental Baptist Christian, right? Mm -hmm. It was very Very exciting. Should women... Be able yeah, to wear pants, pants right this was like a real discussion that like adults had and <laughs> which is like now looking back um in wisconsin, wisconsin. in negative 20 degree weather like are, are you serious like of oh, course I, they should I, be able I'm to wear pants
0: I, i'm also from wisconsin
1: <laughs> it's cold
0: like, it is cold yes.
1: um but the at the end of the day like uh learn to ask like to present them with the future it's like would you rather Continue to be wrong just so you don 't have to admit it, or would you rather uh, just be part of the change and and start doing what's you know doing what you right. really have started to realize is right
0: well, and there are so many layers to this because part of it is philosophical right and cerebral, and mm. so much of it is emotional, so much yeah. of it is uh, at both emotional and a societal tendency in the West Mm. toward uh, a kind of um, a punitive, uh, you know, it it, it is a very, it's that very kind of like, I'm going to, it's very mea culpa, right? I'm going to beat myself for having been a part of something that was awful. It's like we've all participated in something that's awful. You know, when people go, well, "I've never bullied anyone," you go, "You know what? I'll bet your si- your, your sisters probably would argue." About us. <laughs> <Right>? So <laughs> the thing is, none of us are angels. Although my mother would have argued right. that she was a saint, the fact is that none of us <laughs> right? none of us are angels. And right, none of us also. I mean, I also have been a, a, a good, um, trainer for social what's called social emotional learning in schools. Mm-hmm. And in, and in businesses. Um, and I always say, you know, no one gets a certificate of completion in social emotional learning. It's like, Oh, I'm finished. Right. (laughs) No, right. We're not finished. We're not finished being a better person, you know, because what is social emotional intelligence? It's self awareness, the ability to regulate ourselves, the ability to relate with others and handle conflicts. The ability to make good decisions, I mean, or, or not to make uh, careful decisions or responsible decisions. Mm. If anybody tells me they're finished with all of those things, I'd like to know who they are. <laughs> because,
2: right? Yeah.
0: I mean, really? Who? Who? I mean, because it's it's an ongoing thing. We, you know, I very mm. often will say so many people have had. I do a lot of train. I've done a lot of trainings during. Um, the pandemic and Mm. one of the things when i talk to people about what was what if when we reflect on what were you like before and what are you like now and um one of the most common not the only one but one of the most common reflections is i really become a more patient person Mm. and That was something that happened, probably not because people thought, oh, I really want to become a patient person. (laughs) It happens because guess what? You can't go anywhere. You can't do
2: anything. Mm. Mm.
0: Um, I'm sorry. Right? Right. I know it really sucks, but, and as a result, not everyone, but a lot of people, a lot more people found that in themselves. Mm. And that's the development of a skill. Now, when things speed up, they may say, well that was used that was then, this is now, right? <laughs> and so it's not so it's not a one time like I learned it once and now I'm gonna be great at it forever. Mm. And I think that's and coming back to AI and AI ethics, Coming from that, I know it's it's a cliche, but the lifelong learning perspective, coming from Mm. this perspective, I mean, I'm like a poster child. I keep going back to school, but um, this lifelong learning of, yeah, what am I learning about myself? What am I learning about the world? What am I learning with how I interact with the world and things in the world? Because what our our, Mm. autonomous systems are, are more than simply things. They carry Mm. much more, they carry many more consequences. Right. Right. And so the student who used to bully in the hall of, you know, the bully behavior, right? Right. In the hallway now has a tool that they can use and be infinitely more damaging. And so, right, when we begin to think about how this escalates, going back to that, right. you know, you were talking about escalation before, this is, this, mm. you know, that's when we can say, okay, things are faster. Yeah. So what do I have to do differently? right? What do we have to do differently? And I know it's not, you know, but if people are like, no, I want it done yesterday. Or I want somebody else to do it for me. Yeah. And I would just like to invite them, again, the invitation, I'd like to invite us all, and not them, us all, myself included, right? Did I think about pushing that button.
2: Hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah and it's so it, we push so many buttons throughout the day and we just don't even think about it right um, and I love that kind of as like a, a summary of what we've been talking about uh, as we kind of wrap up here one um, thank you uh, two uh, if you know as a listener you've been enjoying this please uh, like share and subscribe so that more people can can hear this discussion because I think this is so important uh, as we close out here uh, besides your own work, which obviously I think would be a good place to start with some of this, um, what would you recommend? Is there a, a book, uh, a lecture, a video, a movie that you'd say um, is a great place for people to learn more about AI ethics?
0: Yeah, absolutely. There are many courses online right now. Coursera has a mm. couple of them, a number of the other, many there are many, many, and burgeoning. There are a lot of them. I would say look on LinkedIn. Okay. And if it's business people, look on, even, even if it's not business people, but look on LinkedIn, look, uh, you know, under AI ethics, Google AI ethics and classes, or, <laughs> right, right? Because I mean, they, seems they,
1: they, like a conflict of interest, but <laughs>
0: well, it is.
1: The thing is, we no, with, no, it's, it's
0: okay. It could be, but it's also—it's yeah. really no, no, really, it's okay. No, it's really, really important that we begin to do this. And there are mm. many. There is a whole list right. of books. Which actually, what I will do, rather than cite them all right now, because there's,
2: yeah, you know, yeah—I yeah.
0: I, 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 I tend to do that, um, which is only interesting to me. So what I will do <laughs> is I will give you that if you want, you could put into the notes the show uh,
1: absolutely i will put that list
0: right because those there's a, a long list of books that are really beginning mm. with, and new reports that are coming out more importantly mm. the reports that are coming out that are really beginning to bring this idea to the front because even in small businesses even if you have two yeah. employees three employees right it's really an important thing and it's certainly important for us to think about in our families.
1: Oh yes, absolutely. As you're talking about, you know, uh, whether we have the decision to make the default voice, we do have the decision to change it. Right. I think that most of the, you know, just to go with a small example like that, to to think about it.
0: Right. Or even to say, did you ask Siri nicely?
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So there's, there's right. There so many options because, yeah. right? Am I speaking to Sarah? Sarah? Am I speaking to Siri sarcastically? Am I speaking to Siri in a bossy voice? Am I speaking to Sarah, Siri? I mean, I one of my favorite things I think ever was
2: mm-hmm.
0: years ago when Siri first started, and I, 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 yell, I yelled about something, and she went, "I don't appreciate that." <laughs> and <then> they, <laughs> laughed so hard i loved it i loved it yeah but i think and i i i don't know if they uh have removed that even now mm. from those but i think yeah. really important or if you're using those did you check your privacy mm. settings right what are your privacy <laughs> settings on right because you no, know, really yeah you know so anyway those are the those are things that we can do I don't want people to get. I mean, I really. I I worry about people getting paranoid.
2: Mm. Like
0: to step away from paranoia with it. We'll all do the best that we can do,
2: right? We're all doing
0: the best we can do. But you know, a little increase in consciousness goes a long way.
1: It's very true. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.
0: I really. It's such a pleasure, PJ. Thank you so much.